for the makers of Relevant Magazine. It's the Relevant Podcast, and we're live. It's Tuesday, February 12th, 2019, and it's the Relevant Podcast live. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. And here with me in our Orlando studio on the ones and twos, our illustrious engineer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. Over there who crawled under his desk because we are 21 minutes late for the live feed in a puddle of sweat. He's the best. Clark Flippo. No, I'm just saying he's stressed out right now. He's stressed. There's a lot of moving parts with this thing. A lot of moving technical snafus. This is take two if you uh, didn't catch our... You know what? You know what? It's probably probably a benefit because I'll say this. I'll give a behind the scenes curtain. During take one, we, you know, to kill time while we were trying to to determine if the tech was working, I plotted two Lifetime movies that star Annie as a rodeo (laughs) queen who uh, (laughs) solves mysteries involving horse murderers. Trust me. This show will be better. That that was a waste of time. Over there (laughs) on the Skype line from Loverly in Virginia, uh, that's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. On the Skype line from Gatorland, Florida, Big Cat, Eddie Koffeltz, the birthday boy, is back. Yes, yes. Make Uh, the relevant podcast great again. Thank you. uh, (laughs) And up there from Nashville, Tennessee, uh, author, speaker, podcaster, cowgirl extraordinaire, back in the saddle today because she's been sick for the last couple of days, Annie F. Downs. Good morning, gents. Glad to be here. Jesse, before you really get going on this, I want to just preface it by saying normally when Jesse comes up with an idea, I think it is not good. This, however, I have fully greenlit and have done a second mortgage on the house in order to produce it. Jesse Carey, let's hear it. Are you talking about my Lifetime movie? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> okay, one. It was the best thing you've ever said. Okay, I'll say this. There's two <laughs> Lifetime movies. Out. I'm only going to give you I, I, it, what because Cameron announced it is Calgary Extraordinaire back in the saddle. And yeah. I saddle. suggested that that is the, the, the second part of a Lifetime film, in which Annie is a world renowned rodeo queen who falls yes. in love with a lowly ranch hand and also has a love triangle with a rodeo cowboy who who all three it of them together happens. go to solve the murder. And you find out the murder <laughs> in the last act is the world's finest thoroughbred. Here's the twist. The horse died of natural causes. It wasn't that big a deal. It was, uh, he was a very old horse and horses the clown's die. green eyes remind me of home, don't they? Hor- horses the get weird horse eyes. diseases. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And every time she feeds the dog, she remembers her horse because they eat Either way. Oh, my God. oh no. Wow, they do? I, we, can, oh, no. we can edit it out. No Annie, one will see that. Annie, Annie, we just edit all this out. Annie okay. can never use glue again. She's so traumatized by the events that took. She only that. uses right, right, staples. Right. That was a better joke. For the rest of her life, staples and nails only. No oh, glue. that's right. That's right. No glue. No glue. That's right. Every, every time she passes like Elmer's glue on in, in like the, the store, she I just even a look. single tear falls down. This <laughs> one. This one. From my uh, days as a rodeo queen. Oh, happy, this has started as expected. Happy birthday, Eddie. Uh, Thank you. What is this? The the big 2-6? Uh, this is the big 2-6. I am 39 today. And real talk, I have never been so weirded out by a birthday as I have been this really? one. Really? Why? It, it, it never affects me. But this one, I have been... I. I I just. Uh, what are the feelings? It, it, Keep going. The stakes are very high because because I walked into a thing where I have to talk about myself and I don't want to do it. But right. go ahead, Jesse, what, what were is you it about thirty nine? Wait, what is it about thirty nine? Because the stakes are very high. We all know that forty <laughs> is the beginning of the end, and from there you start a slow carriage ride towards inevitable death. And so you're saying he's at the top of the hill right now. Chance, yeah, to live, to live, Eddie. He's he's where he is at in his life is he has been waiting in the stair line for the big water slide. And he's right now at the very top (laughs) with the little lifeguard guy waiting for the green light. His feet are in the water at the top of the slide. He's holding on to the pole. Yeah, and, that's and, and a lifeguard says, I have one rule. Don't go head first. And you go, sure, gotcha. And you do a flip over <laughs> at the last second and you fly down that thing head first. The spinal injury was worth it because what a thrill. You were turning that's 40 basically. anyway. If there's that's, a year, yeah, no. if there's a year to suffer a catastrophic spine injury, it is now, my friend. It oh, is man. now. Was Live. 29 weird for you as well? Eddie, is it the turning of Not the first a, digit, the tens digit? 
Not at all. No. It is. It was totally fine. It was not a thing. I thought it was going to be a deal. I, I think it's truthfully, it's a little bit like I've always thought of like my 30s was this decade where I set the tone for what I'm going to do for like a good portion of the rest of my life. And 40 is when you kind of start to, I feel like, like lead and do the thing you're going to do. And I'm and I'm like real in my head. I'm like. Have I got? <laughs> I hate talking about myself. No, let's this hear is it. the worst birthday I mean, present. I mean, this sounds not as cool as something involving a potential <laughs> spinal this is injury. All any of us got you, so you need to go ahead and talk about yourself because this is the only gift. <laughs> I got you a neck brace. That was your. You're gonna, trust me, Eddie. You're going to need it this year. That's oh, that's mine. Yeah. Your bone, I, I, your osteoporosis is setting in. You're going to need this. <laughs> you just, I think about a lot. Like, am I where I? hope to be in the entirety of my life before launching into what will be this next decade where I lean in and do the work. <laughs> oh gosh. So anyhow, I think I'm going to be fine. Yeah, it's going to be okay. Falling guys. Thanks for caring. Being a four is a real pain on birthdays. Eh? It's a real oh boy. <laughs> Being a four is a real pain. Just waking up and then all the way till going to back to bed. This is yeah. a lot of in my head time. I'll just never back forget a couple of, last year, maybe when you broke your hand because you punched the ground. I was like, I've never understood Eddie better than, than when he was in his head so long he punched the ground. So the one year anniversary of that. It was actually uh, February thirteenth, and I the broke day my after little your birthday. That yeah, this a, story goes. What are you deeper. going to punch this year? The I feel day like after your birthday is when you punch the ground. Yeah, it, it was Annie. <laughs> I feel like Cameron. Don't you feel like every year from here on, Annie, Eddie has to find something Oof. else or someone else to punch uh, on his birthday. <laughs> It's I a, am it's literally an flop sweating about through it's, this it's, shirt. It's, I am uh, so uncomfortable. I am birthday and then punch day. Literally, yeah. Yeah. it's like yeah. <laughs> it's like Boxing Day after Christmas. Right, Jesus's right. birthday, yeah. Boxing Day, hey, Eddie's birthday, nice, Punching Day. Nice one. <laughs> yep, yeah. tomorrow's the big day. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Easter, then Valentine's uh, Day. I say oh, yeah. Easter. Eddie's oh yeah, that's right. Punching Day, Valentine's Day. Yeah. That's a good trifecta right there. Yeah, that's a great week for you. Oh yeah, sorrow, anger, and love. But I mean, it's like a whole spectrum of yeah. three yeah. days. It's I mean, that's it's not the, the whole spectrum of emotions, but that makes sense coming from you, Cameron. It's that's the full the spectrum full of Cameron's emotions. That was the 20 minutes until we started the second live broadcast yeah. right there. Sorrow, anger, oh, and love. Mr. Cranky Pants. I'm not going to get into it, but holy smokes, there was some tension. Everybody. <laughs> You know who wasn't? You know who wasn't feeling tense? Hmm. Jesse Carey. I don't even think he knows we're on the air right What's now. What's happening right now? Where are we? I don't even know where I am. I don't even know where I am. Someone um, wheeled yeah. me in front of this computer. Hey, just we like, have a great yeah. show in store for you in the next hour. Yeah. Uh, coming up later, Young the Giant joins us, one of our favorite bands, um, mm. and and also we have slices, and then we have a very spa- special listener interaction segment. Uh, you guys, I'm watching all the Facebook comments going live right now. Um, Justin Smith loves Eddie's bongo printer, by the way. Um, <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Almonte wants, wants to know who pun- punches the ground. Um, the, people are talking about fours, their psyches. It's, it's a whole, it's a whole thing going on right now. Yeah, Join in the Facebook show. comments. 99% of them are them talking to each other. Which is great. Uh, and, uh, that's and the best Eddie, thing we want Eddie, our people, our listeners to be no, friends No, that's like each texting in a movie theater. Pay attention, everyone. Pay attention. Hey, if, I'm uh, speaking right wrong. now. You're wrong. It's uh, the highest <laughs> compliment we could ever have is when you know, people who listen to this podcast are friends with each other. That is the highest yeah. compliment. You know what I'm hoping? It's the week of Valentine's what? Day. It's the week of love. I'm hoping a couple single people find each other in the comments here on the Facebook stream. How great stream. would that be? If we need... That's, I would attend the one. If you're on the Facebook stream right now and you're single, raise your hand. Go ahead and just let it just let it be known. And then there you go. You're welcome. If there is a love connection, we can promise you that we will all attend. If it is in a location we want to go to, you are paying for all of it and also giving us lots and lots of money individually on the side. We promise you we will be there. I would also like to say that we have have a a special guest watching the show. Uh, Brianne Koffeltz is watching. Hello to Brianne. Is she supposed to be studying right now? She's very good at managing her own time, but <laughs> she's frantically <laughs> running out trying to find Eddie a birthday present. She just she started listening <laughs> to the pod. She was like, "Wait, today's Eddie's birthday?" Any single guys? There's actually girls raising their hand in our feed right now. So go ahead and say hello. Introduce yourself. Yeah. 
and Mandy get, Myers, get Mike Henderson, and Mandy Myers. Wow. Oh, hey, look at that, right. Mike and Mike and Mandy. I like it. Sounds like a sitcom. You guys seem great together, just because names. Yeah, just the names are both both names. I'm all for alliteration <laughs> in couples. I'm all about that. You know. Hey, so I wanted to, I wanted to tell everybody a, a, a little bit of an evolution or a format evolution that we're doing for the Tuesday show. So uh, you know, if you've listened to the podcast for years, we do our our stuff, and then we have a guest join us. Well. On the Tuesday shows, what we're going to be doing moving forward is uh, the guest or the interview segment will be drawn from the current issue of Relevant. Uh, the Friday show will be an original podcast conversation. Uh, but the Tuesday show, what we're going to do is bring you different experiences of the different pieces. So, you know, like Young the Giant today uh, is is one of the uh, bands uh, profiled in the current issue of Relevant. So yeah. we're going to bring you part of that conversation. Sometimes we have think pieces or hot button issues. We'll bring on experts to talk about those issues. So it's going to be a little bit more of a different thing than just we're going to hit kind of hit play on a six minute interview clip. We're going to, um, you know, maybe the author of the piece will come on and talk about the thing. Uh, and then we'll maybe play a couple sound bites or something. So it, you'll, it'll be different every week, but basically over the course of an eight week uh, issue cycle, we'll have eight different experiences from the current issue of Relevant on the yeah. Tuesday show. So that's kind of our plan for Tuesday. And then Friday is the traditional kind of podcast interviews that you already know. So anyway, that's what we're going to try. Right. And to that end, we are this week from the magazine uh, premiering a piece of short fiction that Jesse and I worked on together. Yeah. Oh, it's about back in the saddle. It is about. Oh, wow. A horse murder, a horrific <laughs> <Yeah>. horse murder. <laughs> and I uh, can't wait for yeah. people to read it. It was a real risk to publish that and make it the cover. <laughs> but uh, desperate times called for desperate measures. And I'm All proud right. of how it came out. Uh, it's. Yeah. It's, you know, Christian bookstores have dropped the magazine because of it, because there are some salacious scenes that I refuse oh, yeah. to apologize for. I refuse. The <laughs> hey, the Bible's rated R, too, if you were to make a movie yeah. of it. And so is our, my horse murder story. Our live feed comments are. have turned into a 2019 speed dating session. It is, no, it is fascinating <laughs> to watch. Like, um, uh, yeah, uh, people, oh, yeah, people are just really raising their hands. Um <laughs> I would encourage you to just slide into each other's DMs and see how that works. Yeah, Isn't that what people do? It sounds dirty when you say it like that. Oh, man. That you works. said it in the creepiest yeah, way it. possible. Right Eddie, as someone, <laughs> Eddie, any, you should know this by now. Anyone, right. after the age of 40, if you use the phrase slide into your DMs, you could be arrested. Like, I was from Dateline just strolls into your house and yeah. a SWAT <laughs> team descends out of the bushes and takes you away. <laughs> a 40 year old said, slide into DMs. Get him, boys. Yeah. Knock on the front door. Excuse me, sir. It's Chris Hansen. Oh, great. Here we go. Take me away. I said it. I said it, Chris. Take me away. Hey, Chandler, can you do? I don't have a window uh, to see Clark. Can you do a check? Is Clark doing better? Are you okay? How are you feeling? He's thumbs up. Give him the thumbs up. Well, I think because Clark realized it's his last day and he's finally finally, finally taking the leap into his own self published short story book that he's been waiting to write and he's out of here. I was so nervous about my horse murder story that I gave Clark the byline without his knowledge. And so if that, if he still has got a job after that got published, you know, I think he's safe for that. Right. I I will tell you, Clark makes a great first impression because I met Clark when I was in Orlando for 10 seconds. He was introduced. I'm not even certain that I knew he was working at Relevant and he was wearing it was like a T-shirt that either had like a lot of bears on it or a lot of wolves or something like that. And I thought that is a man that knows how to make a first impression. That's right. So oh, that's, that's in right. my head. That's what that's Clark is always forever. wearing. He's, he's oh, my good. goodness. We all Eddie, bounce back. Do you yeah. see the comment? Uh, Ronaldo no. Guevara. He says, hello, ladies. And he go and he put a link. www.rayguevara.com slash single. Oh, wow. wow. He oh, has no. his own That's single page single on his website. I like it. Hey, and I got to tell you, ladies, just who are listening and who have raised your hand. You need to not click that link. Um, <laughs> the malware that's going to be installed on your computer. No, the no, of you know what? Right now, right now, Chris Hansen is sitting in a van somewhere with like a team of surveillance guys, and, and they set right. up that link right now. They're like, "Is anyone going to click Ray? Right. 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 That's on the right. They're waiting to, to scoop find- in. They have a guy yeah. in shrubs outside of Ray's house, and he's wearing like one of those nets with leaves all over it, just waiting to tackle the guy as he leaves the house with like Mike's hard lemon. That's we know what your intentions were. 
Oh. It is bizarre. Oh well, we don't need to talk about it. Yeah, let's not go into it. Hold on, I'm clicking uh, on it right now. So if my no, no. If feed gets choppy, it's because I'm opening it up and it is asking me, 38 <laughs> Windows just popped up saying, oh, look at this. A van Ray just- has his own website. The title of it says Single and Seeking to Mingle. Hey, my, shoot your my shot, name Ray. is. R- now, Ray just, is actually listen, just, just a sweet man. I just Ray just, just says it's a Squarespace site. So there you go. You probably use the so relevant did, code to get listen, 10% I off. I just clicked a link and a van pulled up. And I don't think they know they're not like two-way windows. I can see Chris Hansen looking right at my house with binoculars. <laughs> I, I'm going to focus on this for the rest of the show so you guys can keep going. But uh, oh, there's a picture of him. He's a handsome fella. It says, my name is Ray and you are pretty cute, which I don't think he thought I was going to be reading this. But I still like the compliment. <laughs> but it is your birthday, Eddie. Happy birthday. Yeah. Ray, Ray, Ray is like, this isn't just shooting a shot. You know what I mean? This is, this is the green light. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is him shooting every shot. And I like okay. it, Ray. I like the, I like Ray, the style, man. Ray, you posted the link it. and I got to keep talking about what I'm seeing here. So Ray talks about himself. My name is Ray. I'm a 27 year old Rush fan and firearms salesman from San Antonio. Great. I like it. All, I like everything it. lines up with Ray so hey, far. Eddie, uh, Ray, Justin Smith says Ronaldo is, uh, definitely wanted for a horse murder. Ray Ray likes adventure and there's a picture of him liking an adventure and it's him laying in a sleeping bag in the middle of the daytime in the middle of a field. Um, He's Catholic. I'm not Kirk Cameron, he says. Don't trip. I drink lots of beer and cuss when I watch the Longhorns play. I'm telling you, Ray is... I like Ray. I'm liking Ray more and more. And and in Ray's fairness, horse murder is not even a crime in a lot of countries. So, you know, (laughs) it's not even that big a deal. We can all see past it. So... Yeah, but but they, oh, hey, this love- is if people are listening to the audio show right now, if you've downloaded it after live, this is all the more incentives to come to our Facebook page. Cameron, you don't mind if I do a plug here, do you? For our audio listeners, Facebook.com slash relevant. Like the page. Not only are you going to get a lot of great content every day, you'll know when we're going live at about 10 a.m. on Tuesday. <laughs> Somewhere so. between 10 and 10.21 a.m. Uh, every Tuesday. Hey, this when is, Annie, th- well, wait, I have, I'm sorry, Cameron. I know you have a podcast to run here, but I will tell you that Ray in 2017 started a podcast and it was called <laughs> Ray Loves Women Podcast. Oh, wow. That was the show nice. he started nice. in two eight, 2018. He began another one called the Permanent Waves podcast, which seems a lot less terrifying. Um, but I guess it's about the band Rush. So I will be on the Permanent Waves podcast uh, next week and I'll report in to let you know how it goes. Yeah. So Thoughts on Neil Peart. Oh. How many more pieces can you fit in that? Ray, you have won the podcast today. Well done. Yeah. Ray yeah, loves did. women podcast. I, I love how uh, I really like uh, a lot of people are wondering why Chan- why Chandler hasn't raised his hand uh, about being single. Yeah, why are you in what, the chat? And why, and why won't he? You know, because <laughs> I'm not on Facebook. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, too cool. Okay. Too cool. All right, Supreme. <laughs> too cool for school. <laughs> oh, I'm not on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. We weren't going to. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, moving the show along. I'm just along. letting y'all do this. I'm just letting y'all drive this train into the ground. Let's go. Poor you Ray. really are kind of a conscientious objector to this entire <laughs> segment, aren't you? Too I am. You're, like, my respect for people is, is too high. I'm going to be out. <laughs> All right. Well, moving the show along. It's time for Slices. All right. Oh, uh, the jingle was already. There it is. It was. It was. There it, it is. There it is. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> I said that was my fault. That was not Clark or Chandler. Let it be known. That was that was the Jess man's fault. He stepped all over it. You know, all I right. stepped all over the jingle. <laughs> okay. um, Here it is. Okay. It's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, I got, I got, I'm gonna. I know we're we're already running late, but both of these are related. One is uh, it's kind of funny. One is kind of serious. It's a very quick two for both the studies about millennials. So uh, uh, a recent study found that uh, millennials, you know, about 88 percent can identify most of the common emojis, which isn't that hard because they're pretty intuitive. Like we know what those face symbols mean. They can identify. Yeah, like, well, that's a broccoli. What else do you think it is? Well, like they know that an emoji is a way you, you exchange messages on a phone they know what they they all stand for because they're in front of their phones every single day but a lot of millennials and gen zers who are also part of the study are also behind the wheel of a car every single day and they saw a symbol i'm going to describe the symbol uh to you guys and i want to i want to ask if you guys can identify it it's yellow it looks basically like a horseshoe with tire tread on the bottom of the horseshoe and an exclamation point in the middle that is on every dashboard and every car in the world. Can either flat tire, right? Yeah, flat tire. Yeah. 
It's the tire pressure symbol, which means your tire uh, yeah, pressure yeah. was low. Only 49% could guess that that was what that symbol is for. Even though they see oh. it every single day, though they have no problems identifying the symbol for Wi-Fi, identifying the symbols for emojis. So it, it's... um a little bit surprising because they're behind the wheel of the car every single day. Uh, so, one, I think the symbol is terrible. It, it makes no sense. Like, it's just like it doesn't indicate in any way that that's a tire. I feel like if if symbols that are in dashboards use like emojis, if it was a if it was a cartoon picture of a tire that was losing air, we would all know what it is. So I feel like it's right. kind of the fault of the symbol, not necessarily Mono's. But on a more serious note, I know, listen, I know we started off the show with horse murderers and some vaguely inappropriate to catch a predator references. So I thought I'd bring a little yeah. bit of substance here. A new study by millennials. Ray's doing the best he can. Don't dog on him. Yeah. He's doing the best he can. <laughs> so a new study also, this one's from the Barna Group that looked at millennials, uh, Christian yeah. millennials in particular. Uh, and they asked him questions like the best thing that could ever happen to someone is for them to know Jesus. And they uh, they responded that, uh, you know, when someone comes to faith in Christ, their life gets dramatically better. Christian millennials almost universally agreed with those statements. But when they were asked, is it wrong to share one's personal belief with someone of a different faith in hope that they will one day right, share yes. the same faith? Forty seven percent. So that they agree that that is wrong to do. So the basic hold on, hold on. Yeah, to do verbally so, to like verbally say it again. is what you mean. So forty seven no, again. I'm sorry. Forty seven percent says believe it is wrong to tell someone about their own faith. So tell someone of another faith about another their faith, faith yeah. with the goal of converting them. So basically, oh. like, I, depending on how you frame it, and, either and like it was like proselytizing or evangelizing. It was the millennials that are like adhering like strong Christians. I mean, they're like saying like they're passionate about their faith. They're strong yeah. in their faith and whatever. It was that crowd. So it wasn't the marginal no. millennial Christians or like, you know, I grew up in a Christian household. It was like in church every Sunday, mm. passionate about the Lord. 47% said they felt it was wrong to try to convert somebody from another faith to their own. Yeah, I found that pretty shocking. And, you know, there, there wasn't like a lot of immediate evidence about why. I think Barnum's doing some additional research. David Kinneman made some interesting comments about, you know, why it's so important to kind of dispel myths about evangelism. But I do think it's interesting, especially kind of in the, in the era of <laughs> sensitivity and political correctness that we're in. Like, I think, I think it's important to be sensitive to people of other faiths. And it, it's certainly important to, have an, an appropriate perspective about sharing your faith because on one side of the spectrum is someone with a bullhorn sitting outside of like a mosque or something and just shouting Bible verses, you know, right. on the other side right. is actual actually being in relationship with people of another faith and finding opportunities to talk about why you believe what you believe, but also listening to why they believe what they believe. Because I feel like when evangelism becomes one sided, it does. I don't feel like it necessarily becomes automatically problematic, but it certainly becomes ineffective. But I, I think I think what you're talking about, I don't think 47% would object to that because yeah. that's a conversation. I think the the component that probably got the 47% to say no, it was the with the goal of converting them to your own faith yeah. and that they don't want to have the thing of like, you know, a bait and switch or right. manipulation or something like that or be perceived as you know, I have an agenda. They're more like wanting to do what you're saying. I, they probably have no problem talking about their faith or why they believe what they believe and yeah. wanting to understand somebody else. They just don't then say, but you're wrong. Here's why you should come believe my way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I think there's a someone on a, there's a, this kind of a tightrope here. And also Facebook is going to turn into very Facebook here in a second. I can just feel it. I'm not reading anymore. <laughs> um, but like, yeah. I think there, there is also kind of a broader acceptance and maybe this is right or wrong, but that, like maybe there are different roads, like maybe people are looking, people of different faiths are looking at different parts of the same elephant, you know? Yeah. And I'm not saying I agree or disagree with that, but that seems to be more of a pervasive, like mainstream thought is like, like different religions, Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there, yeah. I mean, I feel like there's been certainly a lot more just, I feel like I've heard people saying that a lot more that possibly there's a, um, there's multiple roads. I'm not saying I disagree or agree, but I'm saying like, I feel like I used to never hear that. It used to be like, um, 
like even if someone believed that it was like shunned. Now I feel like I hear on like podcasts and people talking about like, well, what if all these people like don't go to hell? And what if there is more than one way? And what if God is bigger than just this singular expression of religion? And I'm, you know, I, I feel like that used to be like taboo to talk about. I feel like I hear it a lot. So that's a way to stop the podcast. Well, no, no, but, but I do feel like it. <laughs> Golly. But I feel it reminds me like there's a Billy Graham quote that, you know, arguably the world's most famous evangelist, you know, where he said, it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict. It's God's job. Jobs, it's God's job to judge. And it's my job to love. Like, you know, he even looked at it like, listen, you don't have to hold someone's hand across like the proverbial finish line of conversion. You know, it's like, let God do his part, too, and let the Holy Spirit do his job. But it's just the the shift in that the the answer to that question was dramatic when compared to like Gen X boomers and what they call elders, like almost, you know, it was only like 20 percent of all of those generations thought that saw anything problematic about uh, talking to someone about their faith with the goal of converting them. So this is a relatively recent phenomenon here. Yep. All I'd right. love to see what Ray has to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, I think we just need to, I think that it, the, the way Barna phrased that question makes me want to ask more questions to those people right. versus just going like, Oh, okay. Cause that you go, yeah. Like there isn't a lot of training anymore around like knock on someone's door and tell them who Jesus is because they do not know. You have not like, been watching Ray comfort videos then Annie no. and shame, <laughs> shame, shame on you. <laughs> But I do think it's really, I think we, I I think probably what I see in my friends and what I see in millennials that I'm around is that there is, there is a lot more conversation about faith going on versus proselytizing and trying to, there's a lot of conversation about faith. And I, I really do think that it's important that our friends know that, that Jesus is the right answer, right? Not just for some eternal ticket, but for the peace that can happen right now. And so to to not ever talk about it is for your friends to miss out on a better a better experience they could be having right now right yeah i was talking to a guy the other day and he said listen i am in a very low go. spot I've you, been, you had your I've second been, you got it i've been implicated in several horse murders and who can ever love me again i said I let I me would tell have you a thousand dollars he was going to figure out a horse yeah, yeah yeah oh i knew i mean I, there was no question of whether we were going to have a serious conversation never, about jesus who, being the way the truth and the life who can but i just thought me. i'd try once that's what the if gathering is for annie you just you go you go give that talk at the if gathering no, I hey, thought it was uh, interesting. I thought it was interesting. Uh, it study is. About millennial. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And yeah. kind of this shift, especially because it's so different statistically than previous generations. Like it's dramatic. Yeah. It's like double. Yeah. It's more than double the number of any other generation ever recorded. That really is crazy. Yeah. All right. What do you have, Annie? Annie. Oh, that was a surprise. I thought you were going to go to Annie. <laughs> well, um, well, hold on. Hold on. Do you feel like you have the, like the peak one? Should we end on you? Are you the high note? Did you say the peep one? Because Peak. no, I brought that Peak. one a few weeks ago, and so, I'm like, still uh, very yeah, hopeful. So, I feel like so, yeah, this is this, a good transition. This is point. the question I have for you, Annie. Being self-aware, is this slice you're about to bring a peep slice or a peak hey, slice? Hey, is I, it like about, where about is this? it from an objective the, observer, having knowing yeah. what both of them are, and knowing how hot true crime is right now in the podcasting world? <laughs> yeah. I say we go to Annie last. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. All right, it's it's birthday boy a time. True crime tale. What What do you have, Eddie? I've got a very, uh, very timely slice, and it is just purely about uh, some numbers relating to Valentine's Day. Would you guess that more or less people celebrate Valentine's Day now than they used to? Sure. Uh, Uh, I would say less because people are. Yes, I think more people probably know it exists. (laughs) Okay, that was a terrible question. Are you saying globally? (laughs) Globally, you're saying? What's that? Are you saying globally? Yeah, no, just in Gainesville. I don't want to do this question anymore. Let's move on. In a recent survey, 51% of people said that they plan to celebrate the holiday. That's okay. down 4% from last year. So less people are celebrating Valentine's Day this That's year. That's shockingly Yet, low to me. I would have put it at like 75. I know. So yeah. like basically less than half of people are even going to do any kind the of celebration on Valentine's Day. The other 50 are doing door-to-door evangelism. It's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible this year. They're doing, they're doing, they, get, they go door-to-door, they give someone a Valentine's Day, and it's a 
chick track in there it's, it's demonstrating why they're probably going to hell a and it's track? it's a powerful yeah. yeah yeah jack chick it's got those yeah. little candy hearts yeah. that just says like jesus <laughs> jesus yeah. you know? oh my gosh that's the only ones that exist this year yeah uh yeah little testaments uh so listen <laughs> americans though while the the celebration of the holiday is down the amount spent on it is up 20 it's up well they'll spend 20.7 billion dollars on valentine's day this year that's up six percent from last year to be clear that's 20.7 billion dollars let's talk about some of the just americans national retail federation estimates that americans will spend 3.9 billion on jewelry okay 3.5 billion on an evening out uh, two point one billion dollars on clothing, two billion on flowers, candy. Here was a weird one: one point three billion dollars on gift cards. Thank you. <laughs> they probably cards? listened to the podcast last yeah, week and realized right. that Jesse, I'm surprised. I, and it's like, and off the books, thirty billion dollars yeah. exchanged <laughs> in cold hard love cash. <laughs> <laughs> I call this time of year. I call it love, love bucks. Cash. Hey, love you, babe. Here's 50 bucks. Do literally whatever you want with it. It's better than flowers. You know, the average person love bucks for you. The average person is planning on will is expected to spend one hundred and sixty two dollars, which is a crazy amount. Okay, until you think of like dinner, Annie, like if you're doing like dinner, let's say that drinks. I have a question. I have a real talk question. And not to do too many callbacks. And we're trying to like, let's say there's a there's a gentleman, you know, you're this rodeo queen and this lowly ranch hand. And he has either bought you a hundred. No, 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 he's not a ranch hand. He, we know he's that. a rodeo he's a clown. Hand. He he yeah. he has, offers you for Valentine's <laughs> Day. He's admitting his love to you, and he has yeah. either a hundred and sixty-two dollars worth of cards, candy, and flowers, or he gives you a hundred and sixty-two dollars in cash. Which one love are you going to appreciate more? Give the sensible answer no, here, Annie. I mean, no, 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 no. I got a, a caveat to it. It's a hundred and sixty-two in like candy, flowers, or just fifty dollars in cash. Oh. Which do you choose? In? I really like flowers, so I would probably oh go. But I don't need. The, I don't want the candy. Can I have it in flowers, Jesse? You have you ever had seas no, candy? No. Okay, Cameron. Cameron, real talk. You, you, the, if 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 a, a romantic interest of yours were to give you one hundred and sixty-two dollars worth of gifts for Valentine's Day, or just give you the cold hard cash, which would you choose, Jesse? I got to be honest, real quick. I'm distracted because the the Facebook feed has caught on in the glasses reflection to the fact that Eddie has yeah. soft lit himself with a oh. circle <laughs> ring light. Yeah. Well, because look how dark the room is without it. We tried to look tell at, him. We tried to I tell said him. Eddie. I know, but like, <laughs> Eddie, it's so dark without it. Oh, he hates like, what am I gonna so do? much. It's the worst. <laughs> I just, I, I gotta be seen. This, I'm in high definition. Eddie, just pop the lenses deal. out of those glasses they, and tuck it out say, for What are they saying, Cameron? Oh, just, They're saying like, no, does Eddie have a ring light? Wait, stop. Does Eddie have a ring light? <laughs> yes, now, like, we have to work on our lighting. That's dude, hey, not, that's ironically, not... ironically, that ring light cost him $162. It was very thoughtful <laughs> of you, Brianne. Thanks for getting that. It was very that. thoughtful. Yeah. Um, uh, I, would, uh, I, would, I would appreciate the sentiment of the thoughtful gifts. Yes, like yes, they went see? and picked out things that, you know, were for me. You know, not just here's some cash. I forgot. And well, here's the last step. If you're dating her, listen, you're making some big problems if listen, she talks like I that. Just found out, I just found cash. out what that symbol yeah. means, and I might need four new tires because I've been ignoring it for several years. <laughs> so I'll take the cash, please. No, the, hey. the, no, the final number. Gifts are just not, not, oh, sorry, go, Eddie, sorry. No, 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 please, go ahead. I don't want a cash gift for Valentine's Day. Amen. Thank yeah. you, Annie. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Someone's thinking sensibly. <laughs> The last, the last number I want to give you off of this is the most crushing, and I'm and I'm gonna definitely just run us into a brick wall here, but I don't care because it broke my heart. Americans uh, also spend eight hundred and eighty-six million dollars on their pets during Valentine's Day. <laughs> just to put that in perspective, the yearly budget of International Justice Mission is around seventy-five million dollars, and Americans have spent. Eight hundred and eighty-six million dollars on Valentine's Day pets. So yeah. I'd say our perspective on all of this is just really, really where, oh, where it should be. Man, so we they could they could so Americans have the choice of freeing every slave in the entire world, right? In the modern oh, world, ten, t- ten times over they could. Or, fund that I mean, that's, the, that's the hunger stat too, right? If ever that mm. we could 
end world hunger immediately if everyone gave da 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 da. Or get hilarious like red high heels that you can put right. on the back of your pet chihuahua. You know, <laughs> I'm going to chihuahua. That, that video would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, when you frame it like that, I totally agree. We we got to spend more on our pets. Yeah. All right, what do you have, Annie? Happy well, Valentine's. listen, this is a. This is a crime podcast waiting to happen. Y'all know how much I love those, including Up and Vanish, that it's coming with new episodes of season one. I've been very happy about it. Listen, Beverly Are you Harvey, paid by them now? No, I'm sponsoring? just saying to you guys as my friends how very happy I am that he's looping back to keep telling the story. Go to upandvanish.com slash Annie Fadowns now for an exclusive offer. <laughs> we never say, sorry, we never say shut up. I'm sorry. That's so rude. I'm so sorry, Jesse. So, so you're when, when we're when we're not recording, the things that Annie says is it is it is hard to know her. Man, when I taught school, that was like the one thing we weren't allowed to say in my classroom. So it still it comes across so I hate it. So the podcast I, I, up oh. and vanish has paid Annie yeah. one hundred and sixty two dollars for that. Yes, ad yeah, we're not, we're not in front of a lot of people right now, so it's gonna okay. Be good. So let me tell you about Beverly Harvard. Beverly Harvard is an elderly woman, and she and her husband live together as husband and wife do in Houston, Texas. And she noticed that her spare keys got disappeared a couple weeks ago to her car. And she just thought she misplaced them. And then she started noticing, Eddie, you're going to love this. I'm listening. She, I believe you. She started noticing (laughs) changes in her vehicle. Like she'd get in in the morning and the seat will have been moved or the mirrors will have been moved. And it was every night. And so she kept seeing like, wait, wait, she'd get in the car and wait, that's weird. And she'd like put it back how she likes it. Yes. And then the next day, the seats moved again. Same again. Yes, exactly. Okay. And right. it keeps happening. And then finally, Friday night. I mean, it's happening for weeks, this article says. Did, did she, so does she think that maybe her car, she's like accidentally activated some. Is this y- an older lady? Yeah, like, she's, el- she's older. Yeah. Okay. So she, is she forgetting? the same neighborhood for 40 years. So she's at least 60. Yeah. So maybe she's like forgetting or something that she's. Right. Right. Yeah. But the other thing is she starts tracking her vehicle's mileage and it's changing every night. Oh no. Right. It's driving itself. This reminds me of another, (laughs) this reminds me of another slice. I was going to bring that was too creepy about a college girl finding a guy living in her closet. Did y'all see that story? I did. Uh, It was so creepy. I don't want to talk about it. Is this a car ghost? Is this a car ghost? Are you trying to bring ghosts again? No, no, no. But I always have a ghost story right in my back pocket whenever we need it. Cameron, what happened is one day the car, ran down a horse and <laughs> murdered a horse and the spirit of that horse is now driving the car. Right. So. Ironically, ironically, it's a Ford Bronco. And so oh, it's a real twist. Oh, well yeah. done. I'm yeah. glad you oh, yeah. What a story. And then hor- <laughs> Annie Fadown stars in Horse car. <laughs> Where she so, goes, so happens, she so goes on crime solving adventures what am I supposed in, to do? in a Ford Bronco with the ghost <laughs> of a murdered thoroughbred. Wait it out. It's okay. like a two year old. Let I'm him sorry. get tuckered out. Go just, go let him go, go, I'm sorry. just let the two year old run around until he's right, tuckered out and then he'll nap. Yeah, go ahead. So, what ends up happening is for weeks she's tracking this. And finally, on Friday night, they arrest a man who has been stealing her car every night and using it with, with some other guys to be able to steal other cars, like as the getaway car, like that he, he drives them to the other car. The other guy steal the car. He drives the car back and every single night. So they finally caught him Friday night and then he drove the car into a pole, which is so rude. Like, <laughs> he can't get out, but he drove the car into a pole. And, Did he um, die? No, oh, yeah. he didn't he's, die. He's, he's in jail. Gone. But yeah. the oh. car was like, it's a van and it was like specially fitted for Beverly's husband who's, who, who is handicapped oh. and it's very sad. You had to, you had to take it he on drove a sad it into a pole. No. But Can you imagine if someone was stealing your car every night every and returning night. it? Yeah. It's like That's the girl amazing. with a guy living in her closet. It's, a, it's like a Jim Halper Dwight prank where he like slightly yes, made yes. his phone receiver right. one nickel Puts heavier up. every day. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. Right. Because the all. phone call to the police like, like, hey, I think someone, I think something weird is happening. My car, because my seat keeps getting moved. My car keeps my my mileage is going up on my car while I sleep. I had a buddy. I had a buddy who his car got stolen twice, and they found it both. Times. His car in front of his house got stolen twice. The second time, the thief had stolen his. But this was back in the day when people had CD books in their cars. You guys, oh, yeah. I'm sure. 
Yeah. Oh, I, I'm sure yeah. all of I had you guys those, had CD books. I had those stolen oh, yeah. out of my car twice. Yeah. The 600 yeah, CD. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, this one, he got his car stolen, and the second time they found it, his CD book was stolen, but the thief had left behind their CD book. So it was oh. like, and he's like, and honestly, he had a way better taste in music than me, and it was kind of <laughs> like me letting someone borrow upgrading. my car in exchange for upgrading my music collection. It was a net win for him. It was a net win. It just traded <laughs> CD collection. So, gosh, I would get so nervous about I, I, the 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 gumption of people to be able to steal something and then just bring their own CDs and like like that that guy stole that lady's car, right. Manny, and just didn't even think like, okay, at least I'll like scoot the seat back up and kind of move I'll the try. mirror. Yeah. You know what the real sociopath cut. move would have been? He went ahead and reset the presets every night on the radio. Uh, He's like, oh, I want to, you yeah. know, I don't want to listen to old timey gospel. I reset the, the the presets here. I mean, the scary part is at some point he went in the house and took the spare key and just thought, I'll borrow this car every night. And then That's Beverly and her husband are riding around in the day and they don't know that at night, you know, the hamburglar is taking your car. I, I got to be honest. Howard, Howard, did you have a fish fillet? There's a rapper in the backseat. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is real marital issues. I swear I saw going to Arby's. Wouldn't no. that have been a great crime podcast, though? I would have loved it so much. Yeah, th- yeah. but I'm kind of like... I'm, I think if I was the car owner, I would think it's way more cool that it was used in some sort of gone in 60 seconds car theft. Jesse, yeah, I just right. found our hero. Listener Michelle Noble said, I've had three cars stolen and one I found myself and I stole it back. Oh, man. I think Michelle started locking her doors. But three I don't think that stolen. you're stealing. It's stealing her own car back. I think it's just getting her it stuff. It depends right? on yeah. the statute. I, I feel like... If if yeah. the, 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 legally, if you have readjusted the mirrors, redone the presets, and right. uh, you know put a furry thing over the steering wheel, that car now it's basically an exchange of the title legally. That car belongs <laughs> to someone else at that point. So it yeah, it's yeah. stealing it back. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to move the show along. That was that was that was good. That was a good slices segment. The whole spectrum oh. right there. Cameron, do you want me to like tell that. the truth about my slice? I will. Time, timely. We got some crime. We got some 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 troubling generational stats about faith. It's great. Good stuff. All right. Stay tuned. Up next, Young the Giant joins us. Well, this week's live podcast is brought to you by Blinkist. It's a new year. I think we're all trying to better ourselves, right? You know, grow, read more, find margin. Well, sometimes it can be really hard when we're overwhelmed with work and other aspects of life. Well, there's an app I highly recommend, which might help you be more mindful every day. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is the only app that takes the best key takeaways, the need to know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes so you can read or listen to them. Blinkist is made for busy people like you who want to get the main points of the books quickly without reading the entire book. Uh, And with an audio feature, Blinkist makes it so easy to finish four books a day while you're on the go. 8 million people are using Blinkist right now. It has a massive and growing library from self-help to business, health, to history books, and a lot more. Uh, this week, since we recorded last week, this week I have read uh, the Blinkist on Blinkist. I've read Start uh, With Why by Simon Sinek. Uh, I've read uh, What the Most Successful People Do Before Breakfast by Laura Vanderkam. Shocking. You would be shocked, Jesse. Yeah. Uh, I've a lot of showers. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I read Hallelujah Anyway by Anne Lamott. They oh, have so a good. Christian section. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. I promise. I, I uh, Bob Goff's Everybody Always is on there too. How do you enjoy an Anne Lamott book when it is not Anne Lamott's poetry and cadence and and when it's well, summarized? I'm not saying that it's not. A, you know, go read what the author intended. If you have time to go read Anne Lamont, go read Anne Lamont. But but if you don't have time, and I want to know what every you know, I I read it in 15 minutes and I got the chunk. I'm gonna come back. I will come back. But I actually appreciated and enjoyed the 15 minute version that I, I got can to totally read see. There Blankist. are for sure books that I would love to read like that. Yeah, so, I'm with you. I just right, love Anne go. Lamont so much. I, I'm in, I, I'm actually into it. I feel like yeah. there's a lot of books that are like I don't need to spend like I just. 
let's let's get the let's get the highlights of yeah. this. And that's yeah. exactly what Blinkist yeah. is. I really love it. I love it. Well, right now for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for relevant podcast listeners. Go to blinkist.com slash relevant to start your free seven day trial. That's B L I N K I S T dot com slash relevant to start your free seven day trial. Blinkist.com slash relevant. Well, Young the Giant recently kicked off the second part of their world world tour with a performance on Late Night with Seth Meyers. The band's latest album, Mirror Master, has garnered critical acclaim, not only for its progressive indie rock sound, but also the lyrical themes about the search for truth, the immigrant experience, and being true to yourself. We recently spoke to frontman Samir Gadia about the breakout album and the new issue of Relevant. Here's a part of that conversation. Talk to me a little bit about about Mirror Master. Uh, when you t- try to make another album, like what's what are some of their the initial conversations about? Like what we're going to do different this time? How we're going to make things fresh and interesting for us? Yeah, I mean, I think more than anything, what we really enjoyed from Home of the Strange um, and not to say that we haven't done this in the past is that Home of the Strange felt like the most unique to our experience as humans in America mm-hmm. in, in the world um, and having that honesty became that driving factor for this record um, and more than anything you know we just wanted to share ourselves through, through the music um, and, and also try and get other people to share with each other yeah. about yeah. who they are, what they are, and, and have control of that, uh, that image that they put out into the world. Um, but that honesty and trying to, trying to uh, just write good songs was, was, you know, our absolute quest. And I think, you know, the tonal stuff um, was kind of a, some, a question for later. Whereas, you know, I feel like, with a lot of rock bands and, you know, us in the past, even, you know, there was this kind of concept of, when we were talking about the record, how we, how were we going to make it fresh? It was more like a sonic thing that we were talking about. Like, we're going to incorporate these instruments because this is what we're listening to. And it did feel natural, but this time more than anything, I think it was just that, just like trying to be honest. Being honest is kind of a it's it's growing increasingly tricky, and you talk about this a little bit in in the bio, and I really resonated with the idea that with the digital sphere and with the the current political moment that we're in, it just feels like there's so many. It, it's so complicated to just say what's actually on your mind and what you're really feeling because it, it gets misconstrued, it gets taken the wrong way, and you feel like you get you get sort of fractured into a bunch of uh, little pieces and split across a def- bunch of different environments. So then you have this opportunity to come in and, and release kind of a, a very cohesive statement and put it out into the world. Is that does that feel more challenging now, given the the like very divisive political cultural moment that we're in, than it has with some of your past albums? Um, yes and no. I think uh, you know, even with Home of the Strange, uh, that was a record that we did before. Trump was even in office and mm-hmm. before, you know, we really kind of started um, really seeing the follies of what was going on in America. And yeah, this, you know, in the, in the wake of all of that, you know, there's this obvious um, notion of, of trying to describe the experience and that can be difficult to do and make it in a, put it in a unique way. But I think more than anything, you know, the once again, like it was kind of that honesty that led us home, and mm-hmm. the faith that if if we were going to say something, um, it, and it came from what we were really feeling, then it would be a unique message and would be a holistic message that could be applied to the self, that could be taken to you know construed in a, with a larger audience as well. Yeah. You know, to when you're considering Amer- America as a whole and the reflection that. Uh, you know, it casts in it on its own self.
it sounds like you you guys really have something that a lot of bands, a lot of people, really, a lot of artists say they really want, but I feel like it's actually really hard to hold on to, which is just that you maintain a really organic process. It's it's very, people people say, talk about authenticity all the time in music. We want to be authentic. We want to be who we really are. But it's so easy yeah. in this industry to to lose that or, or to get caught up in, in what do we need to be right now and to, you know, I, I don't need to tell you any of this. Mm-hmm. Has that been difficult for you guys to maintain that that dedication to to staying really organic and honest in your process have you had to fight for it or has it been pretty natural you know i think for us and because we're five guys because we live so close to each other and because we still have a you know this chip on our shoulder of like wanting to write just better and better music i think inherently it's been an easier path for us and we usually cloister ourselves and we kind of stick to our own ways and like we don't play the game that much and for better or for worse and I think that that's been a great thing for us but you know this this record is about like that idea of this image is this feeling that you have to be something that you're not or um, be perceived in a way that is not authentically you and it but that's at the end of the day that is every person's responsibility and that's every person's right it can be easy to get caught up in what's popular what's being played on the radio and it's it's just amazing to see a song like Superposition that so was not written in the, with the idea or the notion of being a radio song, mm-hmm. and yet it has been something that um, people have initially uh, gravitated towards. And it's just it's very exciting because it affirms our our beliefs and a philosophy that you know people are in search of something honest and true, and uh, not necessarily what was listened to, but what they want to listen to in the future. I want That was Young the Giant. Check out their feature in the current issue of Relevant. It's out now. You can check it out at our website. Uh, also, make sure to check out their new album, Mirror Master. It's out now. Are they uh, getting pretty? They're pretty popular, aren't they? Oh, yeah. they're getting covered in national magazines and things like yeah. Relevant. Yeah, and, but like I feel like I haven't heard of them. Like I didn't hear them like a year ago, and now like I hear of them everywhere. Yeah, and Young I, the Giant. But you guys are you guys are like the people that help me understand things. So okay. they're like there a thing go. now. And not yeah. only that, not I mean, as you could hear, they're you know they're uh, each member of the band is uh, you know their parents are immigrants. They have this really unique perspective and approach to how they write songs and how they approach truth and. And they put on a killer live show too. I've seen them in the past. It is definitely worth your time because the second leg of the tour literally just kicked off. Yep. Would there you, you say they might be giants? <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. Ten hard pass. The whole hard time was just for that. pass on that. <laughs> no, nope, nope, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> mm. I don't care. Hey, I don't stay care what tuned. you say or what the Facebook people say. Stay tuned. Up next, it's uh, the debut of our birthday boy segment. Ask oh. Eddie. Ask yes. Eddie. Uh, Interaction. Yes. Yes. This episode of The Relevant Podcast is brought to you by Libscom University. At Libscom University, their online programs are shaped by a commitment to creating a better future. And with multiple undergraduate, graduate, and certificate programs to choose from, you can define what that future looks like. Plus, you earn the same academically rigorous degree you'd get on their campus with the flexibility to fit your life. Listen, at Relevant, we believe in you, the listener. We know you're ready to lead. So you can pursue your goals in a better world at Libscomb Online. Visit libscomb.edu slash online to learn more. That's L-I-P-S-C-O-M-B dot E-D-U slash online. All right, Chandler, I'm asking, do you have a jingle for this? That guy seemed like a nice man. The no, man that just not. did the ad read. No jingle. Yes. All right. All right. Yeah, I can do a lot. Oh, Chandler's going to do a live jingle. Here we go. Okay, oh, wow. it is time for our debut segment. It's it's normally Ask Jesse, but since it's Eddie's birthday, we're doing uh-huh. Ask Eddie. Ask Eddie. 
I guess I get what I deserve. You Chandler, that, you, that was Chandler, you could have said, yeah, we got that. a jingle, and you could have looked down real quick while I'm going, oh, it. it took me all night. It was up to the I was hoping you were going to play the Ash Jesse jingle, and right when it said Jesse, I was going to go, Eddie, just like we played no problem for this. No, I think I think you did it just right. Do you remember, Cameron, maybe, I, I don't know, five years ago, when Chad Michael Snavely and I thought it would be a fun thing to play the jingle live, and we brought in, like, a guitar? It was what? the most horrific. <laughs> I mean, it was it was the worst. I can't believe I ever made it back. It was awful. Yeah, it really was. Anyhow, memory lane. Time to go. It was soon thereafter Chad moved to Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, so what we did is we, we went on Twitter yesterday. You guys follow us uh, at Relevant Podcast. And we asked you for your big, you know, the big conundrums and challenges that you're facing in your life, the things that you need some outside perspective on. We wanted to know those things and have Eddie answer them for you here live on the spot. He's had no prep. He hasn't seen any of these. Uh, Jesse and I are going to bring them to him now. It is uh, Jesse, take it away. Yeah, Uh, Annie. Be merciful to Annie. Uh, like when you see me begin to sweat, just hop in and do it. And I will yeah. say this, Cameron: if we got a tremendous amount, and I try to whittle them down to like a good mix of, of questions. I don't know how many we'll be able to get to, but Eddie did text me privately before this started and said, "I would appreciate if there were no musical theater questions involved." And Cameron, <laughs> I chopped them in half, and we still have a ton. Okay, so so Eddie, this one this one is okay. uh, this is from Daryl, and Daryl has some professional advice because he has a very unique job. He oversees guest services, the guest services team at a Target store, and he mm-hmm. wants to know, without asking who hurt you, what is your best advice for making a connection and de-escalating a disgruntled guest? Ooh, the case. That's of funny. Oh, Somebody's boy. up there just like irate complaining. I would say, who hurt you? That's actually true. Yeah. That's, and what, well, the I other would, thing too <laughs> is like, how little training does Target do if he doesn't know the answer to this question? And that's his entire job. <laughs> hey, hey, have you guys, to, have to, you guys ever the, heard the song Edelweiss from that movie? Oh, uh, what yeah, sound, of, sound music? of music? Yeah, that's a great. I think it's, I think that the number one de-escalating technique that Target actually trains people to do is you go up lips to the person's ear that's upset and then you just start singing Edelweiss really softly in their ear. Do you know, do you know this song? No. no. I actually it. know it. That is hold on, hold on, such let, a beautiful suggestion. That is really it's sweet. so weird. All right. Let me, um, let it's me about be a the, flower. All right. Hold on. I'm going to be the disgruntled Target customer. Okay. And oh, Eddie, go, you go, be Daryl. Okay. And we'll okay, put the advice okay. to action. Okay. Excuse me, sir. I bought these $162 pants from the Brooks Shields collection, and they don't fit my girlfriend. I am disgruntled. And in need of de-escalation. It's all going to be okay. And, and I think just like awkward ASMR whispering in the ear. to Coles. Okay, that was a terrible right. answer. Okay, oh. to, to the yeah. dozens and dozens and dozens of people calling for a Chandler cam. Uh, yeah. we're, yes. I, we're, we're working on that. So, so stop. We're I, working on it. But also stop. Or not, it's but, not right. going to happen. Like, no, who cares? It's <laughs> fine. No, we're trying to make it happen. Clark you really want a guy enough. with a, you want a picture, you want a constant feed of a guy with a hat who's sitting there laughing every 10 seconds? Yeah, yeah it's Jesse. Yeah, exactly. Jesse, by the way, people have commented they really like your Walgreens hat, Jesse. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's totally hilarious. People don't know what Major League Baseball is. I will say this about Jesse's new era of hats. On Friday, he wore a hat that had a simple block A on it. Just an A, right? Not like the Oakland A's fancy A. It's just an A, like a Helvetica A. Uh, Yesterday, he wore a hat that had a simple B, B on it. Today, he's wearing a hat that has a W on it. I think I see a pattern, Jesse. They're all baseball hats. Some of them are old school (laughs) and very cool. Hey, by the way, everyone making fun of the A hat there at the office. See, it's for Army as the United States Army. You don't mess with that. You you say, hey, that's a cool hat, man. You know, Cameron, Cameron Stone shade on the hat. It's it doesn't doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother I me. I go back. all the way through the alphabet. I think you started A and go all the way to Z. I think you need fifty two hats. In a meeting yesterday, hats. I predicted that today's hat would have CCC on it because A yeah. B B C C C. I see a pattern. I was like yeah. taking the SATs, but um, 
He didn't. He wore a W yeah, through, right. through a wrench in the pattern. Mix it up. Hey, uh, true, answer for our target, true answer for our target friend, because I think you may have actually been asking. When people are actually escalated, they really are just saying, hear me. So probably you just don't say anything and let them talk, right? And then you just say, I hear you. Because they're really not looking for answers. If they're that upset, like when you're that upset, you're not actually looking for somebody to help it's you. Not, so. And it's most likely not that's about the thing that's right in front of you. Uh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Their whole life is in shambles. If you right. are freaking out at a target, then you've got a lot of other stuff <laughs> happening. That's right. And, and that is not on 100%. you. All you can do is be there and say, I'm here. I'm not leaving. So that's the actual answer. Okay. But ask, also singing in the ear. Okay. Ask Eddie. Uh, Zachary says, I have such a boring life. How can I spice it up? Oh, Zachary. Um, I have a friend who has a website and he is, he <laughs> runs a rifle range or something in San Antonio. He is a podcaster and he is Catholic. As soon as you can get to his area of the world, I think that things are going to like spice up for you a lot. That would, that would be my suggestion. His name's Ray and he's a heck of a fella. Yeah. And apparently he's single. Yeah. Annie, do you have anything better than that? I mean, nope. I can't imagine anything being more fun. That. Answer the question. I, you know, I will say this. Uh, you yeah. know, whenever I need the spice of my life, I go and have a freak out at a Target store, and I just let <laughs> off some steam. I get yeah. escorted out. It's a whole scene, and you know, it's a, it add a little spice. Here's one, Eddie. I'm curious about Eddie's answer on this one from Crystal Leanne. I don't know if you saw this. Um, due to the rains in Southern California. Ants have invaded our house. Help! Oh what should we do, Eddie? An ant infestation has struck. I mean, you got to sell the house, right? I mean, that's yeah. the only option. There's no. I would also suggest maybe that instead of, I mean, you're never going to beat the ants, but maybe you can try to try to control them. So maybe you set up little areas of like just pouring maple syrup and sugar in an area of the house that you're essentially just going to be done with. Like, mm-hmm. all right, they can have the yeah. guest bedroom and maple syrup, <laughs> sugar, and then they all just go and live in there. I think that that's probably the best advice I could give. Yeah. Compromise with their hive mind. Um, yeah. Uh, Cameron, do you see what Natalie said? I'm, this is another one. I feel like a lot of people found themselves in this, in this, uh, situation in, in, you know, modern times where business casuals knew a thing, a new thing. I mean, if I'm going to ask Eddie anything, it's going to be about fashion. So I agree, Natalie, you have come to the right person. He did wear on his birthday. He wore one of the 10 exact same. Eddie has a uniform, Cameron. He has a uniform he wears. He's so good at fashion. He's narrowed it down to one outfit. Right. And how many of those (laughs) do you really own? That shirt you have on right now. And uh, ten of them, yeah, yeah ten I of them, and then ten. I have three pairs of pants that I rotate through. And I will say, not only am I really great at men's fashion, but a, but women's fashion. So, Natalie, you've really come to the right person. Nat- How can I serve you? <laughs> Natalie says, "I finally work in an environment that doesn't require business professional dress code. I'm enjoying wearing jeans and hoodies. But any advice on hair or clothing no. to set myself apart, Eddie? What <laughs> do you have for Natalie? Right, Eddie. I, I first of all, I'm going to push back hard on hoodies. Um, like I like them, but they're pretty frump. Stop with the hoodies. Yeah. hundred percent. Stop with the hoodies. You can be comfortable and you can be happy, but I, I just, I'm just saying like hoodies are, but I think that hoodies maybe, are great brunch attire. If you also have on, if you look like you're going to go to the gym later, whether you do or not. I, th- I think it might be fun to switch to like a shop onesie every single day, the same one, but then do like crazy socks. So people are like, oh, there she is, Natalie. What is she wearing today? The socks. And then like you start to get a lot of friends through the socks. Is that a really good idea, Annie? I think it is. You don't even have to answer. It's really incredible. Okay. You can order face socks, Natalie, just like I ordered oh. for the guys for oh, Christmas. Right. Right. Jesse, gonna... how much do you wear your face socks? I got you for Christmas. I, I wear them every single day, and I think about this podcast, and I just laugh good, good. and laugh. Cam, and you laugh. too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is this is funny. Uh, there, I mean, there's a million questions, and we only have a couple more minutes, so we need to move forward. But this is funny. Ray, our very fr- our good friend Ray, yeah. Yeah. submitted a question this week. Eddie, he says, "I need more money." I'm building a web design side hustle in an audio production company. How do I attract new clients fast and how do I grow the business? I mean, I would say posting odd things on a <laughs> podcast, Facebook <laughs> live stream would have yeah. been a good start. I feel like I would check your, Squares, your Squarespace analytics. I feel like it yeah. probably blew up a I little bet bit. I it today. did a little bit this morning. I'd say more pictures of you camping oddly in open fields in the middle of the day. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I I would be, you know, I think I think you got a good thing. going. I would maybe look at promoting just the singles portion of your yeah. website. I would invest. I, I don't know how much promotion is a thousand, two thousand dollars. Annie, you OK? Do you need to go sip of water or something like that before we continue? 
Um, so I, you know, I would invest some money in promoting the singles portion of your website and then just let it happen. There you go. Uh, along those same lines, Scott Elliott asks you, Eddie, I'm a single pastor, not to be confused with a singles oh. pastor working yeah. in a mega church with no singles ministry. How do I meet someone? Now that's a real question. I'm actually going to really answer that because okay. that's a good one. Yeah. Cause that's a hard one single because being pastor, a pastor. Yeah. Well, and you're in a position of like authority and right. leadership. And so it's not, you, you do live under a certain, like a different set of rules. How would you do that? I mean, I feel like the best thing is to keep developing the friend group of people that are your people that are like you're off with, not meaning like you're not a pastor, but just the people that are like in your inner circle of folks that you can actually like let down your hair metaphorically yeah, yeah. a little bit with, and that you're not in a position of leadership with them. They are your peers and people you love. And I would work really hard to cultivate that group broader and broader. Cause you can't just like, I mean, I think, and people may disagree with me. Um, and I feel like I've already walked into it with my, you know, many sides of the elephant comment earlier, but um, like, I, I, I feel like it's important for a pastor to understand the position that they're in. And so you can't just join a small group. And even though there may be somebody who is like lovely and single and you could like, you, 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 you kind of have a, you can't, I don't, you got to be really careful before you just ask them out to go get, I don't know what people do, pizza or something. <laughs> like, I have like, yeah, and it makes yeah. online dating hard too because you can't just run across people from your church on. But it doesn't Bumble. mean I don't, I don't, yeah, I think, I don't think you can't date people from your church, but I think you just have like an extra couple of layers of like, wh- what do you think, Jesse? Well, go ahead. I know, yeah, I know this is asked, yes. Eddie. I know it's asked, Eddie. I know it's your birthday. And I know I've been criticized yeah. in the past because a lot of my answers involve wearing disguises. I understand yeah. those two facts. The but, majority uh, yeah. of your answers. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say. Invest in a very convincing disguise and start mm-hmm. attending the church as a congregant. And that way people don't look at you as like the, the, the past <laughs> Or who they're too intimidated to hang out with and go on so a date dope. with, yeah. start showing so up. Dope. And after you develop a love connection, you rip off Mission Impossible style and say, it is I, the pastor. And, <laughs> and they're like, what? We felt I was falling in love with you the whole time. It's going to be, it's going to be kind of a Mrs. Doubtfire situation. It's going to be a lot so of wardrobe, yeah. a lot of wardrobe changes on Sunday morning. It's yeah. so weird. All right. Hey, I listen, think that's perfectly normal answer. There's yeah. a lot of questions. We might have to come back to this next week. I think uh, we need part a, two. Yeah. Yeah. I think we might have to go part two electric boogaloo of Ask Eddie. Uh, yeah. Hey, on that note, we have to it. wrap things up. Uh, we are out of time. Many thanks to Young the Giant for joining us. Uh, their album Mirror Master is out now and it's phenomenal. You should go check it out. You can follow them on Twitter at Young the Giant and go read the feature in the new issue of Relevant. You can find it. You can view it at relevantmagazine.com. You can also find it on newsstands nationwide. Hey, thanks to Blinkist for making the episode possible. You can go to Blinkist.com slash Relevant to start your free seven-day trial. That's B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash Relevant to start your free seven-day trial. Hey, thanks to everybody who's been chatting along live with us on the Facebook live stream. Y'all are a bunch of weirdos. It's been a lot of fun. Um, Super weird. Hey, this I mean, week... real, real weird. It's Tuesday. This week, uh, be watching the relevant social channels uh, at Relevant or uh, on Facebook and whatnot because we are going to be debuting a new daily broadcast uh, in the afternoon. It's called Relevant Daily. Uh, it'll be a new audio podcast and a new daily video podcast as well. It'll be live at 3 p.m. Right. Eastern every day. I think we're shooting for tomorrow or the next day that it's going to debut. Just watch us on social Clark, media. Did you get that? It's going to yeah. happen tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's supposed to happen Monday, but uh, you know, we decided to bump it. Um, hey, he does a great job, Clark. Hey, yeah. Clark is a phenomenal <laughs> job. He's uh, also, if you want uh, podcast swag and, and stuff, there's some new stuff over at the, the Relevant store. You can find it at store.relevantmagazine.com. There's a lot of podcast stuff there. Go check it out. Um, on that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. Maddie Koffoltz. I'm Annie F. Downs. Happy birthday, yeah, Eddie. You are. Happy Thanks, birthday, buddy. Eddie. We will see you guys on Friday. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.